Hello my friends, and welcome to another episode of Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. Happy New Year. Let 2024 become the year that makes you awaken your imagination. Give time to listening to tales traditionally told, and let them wash over you. Take time to relax, empty your mind, and just make time for yourself. If you do anything in the new year, it's be selfish in a good way and take a little bit of time away from the hustle and bustle of life to just be you, because being you is good. I hope you get everything you wish for, and I thank you so much for all your support over the last year. It has been amazing to get the emails and messages and tweets and texts from you people who enjoy these stories traditionally told. So I decided today, why not sit back and record another episode just for you? So before the craziness of New Year kicks in, before the party season, if that's what you choose to do, how about you listen to this story? At the time between times. The wind is howling outside. Like a wolf caught in a sandstorm. It brushes back and forth. I can feel the house starting to shake. The rain is lashing down like a waterfall outside my window. But quite here, I am cosy. I have a cosy jumper on and the fire is warm. So close your eyes if it's safe to do so. Sit back and relax, and join me as we take a journey. You look outside your window. All you can see is wind and rain. The urge to stay in, to sit in front of the telly box, is strong. But not today. You have a new coat and a new hat. You put them on and wrap them round you and take a step outside. Your hat is almost blown off as soon as you step into that wind. But you care not. You lock your door and rush to the gate. The wood on top of the gate is wet and damp. But you open it and close it before rubbing your hand on your coat and rushing down the street towards the wood. And there you see it, the path that leads into the forest. You know this way well. You have walked it many times, but it never ceases to amaze you as you look around at the old gnarly trees, as you look at the pebbles and rocks on the side of the road, as you look at the old mossy tower, the little hillock where the bubbling brook springs eternal and runs through the forest, until you come to the fire pit where your friends are sat. You are mostly shielded from the elements this night. 
even though the trees are bared of leaves. No water falls into the clearing. The trees high above are shaking in the wind. But here the fire burns strongly, and you take your place, sat next to the fire pit. You feel the warmth of that real flame on your hands, your feet and your face. You take a breath and look around you. And suddenly the whole clearing starts to shadow. As both the sun and the moon share the same sky for just a short period of time. Because now is the time between times. The time when it's neither night nor day. But the sun has gone and the sky is grey. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. So thin that for a few moments and just a few moments, you, yes you, can reach into the realm of fairy. For a few moments those in that realm can reach back and take hold of our hand, pulling us into that realm if we let them. Or we may choose to just take a glimpse. The sky is full of lights. Some of them are stars that shine bright. But others are lights we know not from where. Journeying from star to star. Their purposes can only be guessed at. But they are there. And your eye is caught by a shadow. And a shadow's shadow that flits from tree to tree. And you realise that the clearing is surrounded by ghosts those from the past, those you have yet to meet, and those you thought you had forgotten. None of them are evil, none of them are bad. They are all good memories, maybe of people you love and people you have lost. But tonight they gather. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves, you can hear the growl of bears, but you know you are safe, safe right here, right now. At the time between times. The storyteller stands, clears his voice, and starts to speak. And it's this moment, this moment of all moments, that you truly give in to the story. Long ago, and far away, in the north of Wales, there, amongst the old cliffs of Moil Ofrum, near Dolgellai, a place so dark they say the sun only shines there for an hour a day, and then at the head of midsummer. Those cliffs have seen death and destruction for centuries. Thousands of years ago, the druids of the north would toss their sacrificial victims off the cliffs to clash and clang upon the rocks below. It's there below those cliffs, sheltered in like it's hunkered against the rain, that the lords of Nanai built a mansion. They have lived there for almost a thousand years, the lords of Nanai, descended from the kings of Powys. They made their way north, and there where the cliffs were high, and below them was littered with bones, they made their home, first a hall, then a castle, then the great house that still stands there today, although it is empty and hollow and full of echoes. But many years ago, 
The rebellion of Owain Glyndwr was in full swing. The Welsh lord had risen against the English king and was gathering an army from north to south, ready to march to battle. It was there, in the old house, lived Howell Selle, the lord of Nanai, a cousin of Owain's, but a friend of the English king as well. He had not committed his soldiers to either side. And there on a night, a dark night, just like tonight, where the winds blow and the rain falls like thunder. He sat at home, where a messenger hammered on the door of his hall. He made his way down, and there in the dark of the night was a hooded man, stood there in the wind. He held a scroll in front of him, and passed it to Howell, and said, This is for your eyes and your eyes alone. Read it by the fireplace, and give me your answer before the moon goes under the next clouds. Howell did as the messenger asked, and made his way into the great hall at Nanai. There the tapestries, they looked down on him, celebrating the great history of his family. And there in the firelight which flickered, he opened the scroll. My dear cousin, it said, I ask of you to consider joining my revolt. We have lived under this oppression for many years, and now is the time we rise and become lords in our own land once more. I will meet you tomorrow at midnight, next to the old oak in your lands, and get your answer. Will you join me? Or will you stay loyal to the king afar away in London town? Yours in anticipation, Owain Glyndwr. Howell looked at the fire, they note, looked at the fire, then threw the paper so it burned into a million cinders, and walked to the door where the messenger waited, huddled. I will meet your lord tomorrow by the old oak at midnight. Fear not, and I will give you my answer. The messenger rode away, his horse making his way down the gravel path and into the night, and that night Howell spent a fitful night, his mind riven with thoughts of what to do and when to do it. But the next day the sun came. He asked for his armour to be polished. He asked for his horse to be fed. He asked to look his finest and make his way out instead. He waited for the night to fall. He waited for the moon to rise. He looked out of the windows of Nanai Hall, there at the time between times. Until far away, he could hear the church bells ring in Dolgellai, and he made his way down the wooden creaking steps, where his horse waited outside, and rode into the night. He arrived at the old oak in the middle of the forest and tied his horse against a nearby tree, stood there in the darkness, looking around. He waited five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and nobody came. He was just about to leave when suddenly a horn blew far away in the trees and a single rider rode into the clearing. Dressed in his finery, 
with what looked like a crown on his head, came Owain Glyndwr, the saviour of Cymru. He climbed down from his horse and approached Howell, a gauntleted hand, out in front of him. My cousin, I thank you for coming this night and hearing what I have to say. Howell knelt in front of his cousin and said, I have an answer for you, my lord. No one knows what was said in the next five minutes. No one knows what was said as the stars passed above. But what was known is that Howell got up to leave and Owain stayed in the clearing looking around. Howell got onto his horse, turned towards the house and started to leave. But suddenly the night was filled with noises as soldiers rushed from hidden places, grabbed hold of the bridle of his horse and pulled the Lord of Nanai to the ground. Our story would end there, except the hall, which had stood at the side of the cliffs for many, many years, now became a haunted place. Dying without a son, Howell's hall went empty for over fifty years. Owain's rebellion burned bright, but then burned away. But the ghost of Nanai still rode through the trees every night on his fine horse, in fine armour, with a scroll in his hand and an answer on his lips. It is said that anyone who stayed in the hall and looked out after dark would see Howell upon his horse, riding clip-clop down the path from his stables, on his way to meet with the would-be king, the would-be prince of Wales, Owain Glyndwr. Sometimes people staying in the hall would look outside and by the flickering firelight they would see the figure making its way past the windows. But where Howell was, or what Howell had said, no one but he and Owain ever knew. But what is known? That fifty years after that fateful night there was a storm like no other. It makes the one happening outside our fire pit seem like a pitter-pattering of rain on a Sunday afternoon, and a great fork of lightning shot from the sky and rent that old oak in two in the centre of the forest, and inside it was found a skeleton dressed in armour, with a symbol of the Lord of Nanai on his chest. Howell the skeleton stuffed inside the hollow oak, was taken and buried in the grounds of the old house. And only then did his restless spirit remain silent, remaining in the hall, never letting out, never marching, never going with that message once more. And even though it has been hundreds of years since that ghost has been seen, the t-
tale of the lost lord of Nanai is still told around a fire pit of the heart of the forest, of the time between times, the time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. And I tell it to you tonight, the day before New Year's Eve, in hope that you will take this tale, although it may give you a shiver down the spine, and realise the power that there is in old stories, the power to lift your mood, the power to make you live with purpose. Dioch, my friends, thank you. If you wish to support the podcast, why not buy me a coffee at coffee.com forward slash Owen Staten, or become one of my growing list of Patreon followers at patreon.com forward slash owenstaten7 where you will get extra stories and videos every month and my eternal gratitude. Thank you. If you cannot do those things, why not review the podcast with kind words and that will allow it to be seen by more people or maybe just tell and pass it to a friend who may enjoy these stories as much as you do. In the meantime, Happy New Year, my friends. Take care and enjoy. No star. Mm-hmm.